0: I think that's pretty good. We've got pretty nearly everybody in here. Well, good morning. morning. This morning, I want to talk to you about the, the, the distressing disguise of the poor. And because I love scripture, and I believe that the Word of God says better by far than anything I can say about the Word of God. So I'm going to read you a bunch of scripture today. When we started our church, we used Isaiah 58 and Matt, um, Matthew 25 as our founding scriptures. So I'm going to read you the portions of those scriptures that we really have based our church on. Um, is it up? Isaiah 58, 6 through 11. Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed ones go free? and that you break every yoke? Is it not to break your bread to the hungry, and that you should bring home the wandering poor? When will you see the naked and cover him, and you will not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break out in the dawn, and, as, and your health shall spring out quickly, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of Jehovah shall gather you. Then you shall call, and Jehovah shall answer. He shall, you shall cry, and he shall say, here I am, if you take the yoke away from among you, the pointing of the finger, and the speaking vanity. If you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. And Jehovah shall always guide you and satisfy your soul in dry places, and make your bones fat, and you shall be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water that waters fail not. Matthew 25, 31-40 But when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he shall sit on the throne of his glory and all nations shall be gathered before him and he shall separate them from one another as a shepherd divides the sheep and the goats. And indeed, he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king shall say to those on his right hand, come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous shall answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and took you in? Or naked and clothed you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king shall answer and say to them, Truly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did to one of the least of these my brothers, you have done it to me. How many of you are familiar with Mother Teresa? Okay, for those of you who are not, she's a woman who dedicated her whole life to caring for the poor in India, her whole life. She's gone now to be with the Lord, but she left an amazing legacy, and I'm reading out of a book full of some of her writings about love. She says... I shall keep the silence of my heart with greater care, so that in the silence of my heart I hear his words of comfort, and from the fullness of my heart I comfort Jesus in the distressing disguise of the poor. Isn't that beautiful? Matthew 25 40, we just got through reading, says the same thing, the least of these. You guys, this church has been one of the most amazing giving churches I've ever been around. I, I cannot tell you how wonderful it is. Last year during uh, March and April when we do the um, Feinstein food drive, this church, the surrounding community, because schools and factories give, the food bank, the uh, unbelievable, we gave 25,000 items or dollars We're gathered in here to give to the poor. And I've got to tell you what, they all went. It all went out. Every Sunday, even now, there are bags of food that people are just bringing in and leaving up there. You guys are amazing. When Katrina asked for money for, for the Invisible Children Organization to save the child soldiers in Uganda and the Congo, you guys just poured out. It's just so wonderful. You, you give and you give. Love 146, when we presented that to you, touched your hearts. And again, you gave and gave. And you continue to do so. Setting the captives free. Letting the oppressed go free satisfying the hunger of the poor, caring for the widow and the orphan. And, you know, we have widows and orphans in our own church that you care for here. I don't know that you know that, but we do. And you're a part of that. And I just wanted to start by saying that because you guys are amazing. And I want to say thank you. But I also sense the Lord wants to say thank you. God spoke in more than 2,000 passages in the Bible regarding the poor God's response to injustice more than any other topic in the Bible, except idolatry. Research shows that the New Testament, one out of every 10 scriptures in the Gospels is directed to the subject of injustice, the care of the poor, or the heart of the Father concerning the poor. God's heart towards the poor is in direct correlation with how he feels about the poor and how we treat him. That's all tied in together so how does he feel about the poor? Let's look. Psalm 12:5, Because the poor are plundered, because the needy groan, I will arise, says the Lord. I will place him in the safety for which he longs. Anybody ever been poor or in the need of safety? You're longing for it? Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. I want to give you God's description of a righteous man. Psalm 112, 4-9. through Light like dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who, who deals generously in lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved, He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. I have a few more of the scriptures. since There's about 2,000 of them or more going to pull out a few more that speak about God's heart. Exodus twenty-three, eleven. But the seventh year you shall let it rest, meaning the land, and lie fallow, that the poor of your people may eat, and what they leave the beasts of the field may eat. You shall do likewise with your vineyard and with your olive orchard. Leviticus nineteen, ten. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 23:22. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, nor shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 15:11. For there will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore I command you you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy and to the poor in your land. Isaiah, uh, no, First Samuel 2.8. He rises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make him sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. Here's an, uh, another group of scriptures to show you the Father's heart towards you when you obey him and you have regard for the poor or if you don't have regard for the poor proverbs 14:21 whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner but blessed is he who is generous to the poor whoever mocks the poor insults his maker he who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished exodus 22:22 22, 22, you must not afflict any widow or orphan If you afflict them in any way and they cry to me, I will surely hear their cry. And my anger will burn and I will kill you with the sword. And your wives will be widows and your children will be fatherless. Is that strong? I didn't make it up. I know. It's so strong, you know. It's like, whoo! Deuteronomy 15, 7 says If a fellow Israelite from one of your villages is in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, should be poor, you must not harden your heart or be insensitive to his impoverished condition. Instead, you must be sure to open your hand to him and generously lend him whatever he needs. You know, whole cities were smote, just wiped off the face of the earth because they didn't give to the poor. Sodom and Gomorrah, it says in Exodus 16.49, read it. Ezekiel, gee, I'm doing great here. Ezekiel uh, 16.49, that... They had plenty of bread, and didn't give to the poor. That's the big reason. There was sin and debauchery, but that was the big reason why he wiped them off. This past Thursday, I was—I um, received a call at the food pantry, and a man answered the phone. Uh, he says, um, "I have not eaten anything but cereal for three days. I have no heat, no water, and my pipes are frozen. Can I get some food?" I was flabbergasted. This was a homeowner who was trying to keep his house in here in Laconia, not off in some foreign country right here in Laconia. In the soup, do you know we have a soup kitchen here? We served 30 people last Monday. It's wonderful. One day, a man came in, and he was talking to the, to the people who run it, Michelle Pilot and her mom. And he said, I have a job interview, and I have nothing to wear to the job interview. Can you help me? They all got together and went out and bought him clothes and got him all dressed up and gave him a haircut and cleaned him up. And what a, what a blessing to them and to this man. He was so touched by that. But so were they. You know, what a, what a wonderful thing to do. The week before that, I was sitting uh, with a widower, widower who had three kids, and um, He hadn't eaten anything for five days, just a can of veggies or whatever he could scrounge up. The kids eat at school. He didn't qualify for a lot of the stuff that's out there for him. And he was waiting for his four weeks to be up. You can come every four weeks and get a whole bunch of stuff here, a week's worth of stuff here. He was waiting for that. I was so upset. I'm like, don't you ever, ever let that happen again. Never. You come here. Don't let it get that bad. Please come. You guys, you know what the solo meals you fill in? That's what we give away. In the middle of the week, when it's not Thursday, they come. We can still give out food. We don't have to follow any regulations, and we, we, we don't really have to. We'd find it in our own kitchen if we had to. But so they can come anytime. time. You just didn't know that. I don't know how we missed that. A drunk man came in, and he was stumbling up the stairs, and he spilled his coffee, and he was looking for food. And I was upset with him. Uh, I thought, certainly, if he didn't drink... He could afford food. Arrogant me. A, a woman came in on a cold day last year, and she had no coat. One of the ladies gave her her coat. Her child was out in the car, and it was extremely cold. And and so I'm like, you gotta bring her, your babe, bring your child in here. You gotta bring her in. And she brought her in, and she just had pajamas on. I'm like, do you have something for him? No. The people who were sitting around waiting for their food saw what happened. They saw the woman give her her coat. They saw that the baby came in. They began to say, I have a snowsuit. I have something for you. And the people who were sitting there waiting for the food began to minister to this woman. It was so beautiful. It was like taking communion. I got to tell you, it was the sweetness of the Lord being poured out amongst them together. It was beautiful. And a couple of weeks ago, we had a ladies meeting here on Saturday. And we're sitting around talking. I look out in the parking lot And there's this woman. She's pulled in, and she's got a bucket, small bucket, and she's dipping into a big one, spreading sand all over the parking lot because it was really icy. And I was like, who is she? What is she doing here? So I went out, and I I said to her, what what are you doing, and why are you doing this? And she said, well, I I see it's very icy, and you always do so much for us. I'm like, we do. (laughs) I didn't know who she was. But somewhere along the way, she got blessed by the work that, uh, that is done here in the high rise or somewhere along the way, maybe she just comes and gets bread. But you know what? You're all a part of that. It's a beautiful thing that she wanted to give back. And she didn't stop with just a little. She did that whole driveway out of the back seat of her car, out of a bucket of sand. It became pretty clear to me when I consider who the poor are, um, according to the Bible, The, the poor are as follows. Proverbs 20 verse 4 says, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. Proverbs 10.4, laziness leads to poverty. Hard works makes you rich. Proverbs 21.17, heavy drinkers and others who live only for pleasure will lose all they have. So we have lazy, the sluggard, the drunk, bad moral choices, self-indulgent, promiscuity, injustice, oppression, illness, food, floods, and natural disasters, and famine, all these things cause poverty. And, and the poor are not always victims, yet we're told, we're told to care for the poor. It doesn't say, care for this one over here, but this drunk you don't care for. It doesn't say that. I'm so sorry that I had that attitude, you know. The Lord is showing me, and, and really, I'm, it, he's got to show us all One day in the food pantry, um, I came downstairs for something, and all of a sudden, it smelled terrible. Now, Dick alluded to this last week. It smelled terrible in the the kitchen. And I'm like, I'm telling everybody, get that food out of here. Where is that smell coming from? Move that garbage away so nobody has to smell it. And I'm just talking this right out loud. And my husband goes, come here. And he goes, see those homeless people standing over there? It's them. And I was just mortified. My heart just broke, you know. They're not just without food. They're without a lot. You know, and here I am. I, I wasn't judging. I just didn't really know where the smoke came from. We-, we, do- we love to minister to the homeless, and we're able to give them bags of-, of stuff and blankets and stuff. It's all part of what you do when you give. Mother Teresa puts it, from the fullness of my heart, I comfort Jesus in the... Dis- Distressing disguise of the poor. You know what? If we are saved by grace, if it's but by the grace of God, that it is not me staggering and drunk, that it's not me who lost everything in a fire and have no insurance, that it's not me who is suffering because of bad choices, and I did for a while. Jesus does not differentiate. And and in Isaiah fifty-eight, Matthew twenty-five. They are in need of help the oppressed, and their need of a savior. If it's by grace that we are saved through faith and not of ourselves but a gift of God, then what kind of reward does he have for those that we are ministering to? Wrap your head around that. It's tough. But God has them there for us to care for. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, The church does not exist for itself but exists for others. We're not a club, and we're not a social organization. We, as Richard Stearns, who is um, the head of World Vision, he says in, in this book, The Hole in Our Gospel. I wish you would all read it. The Hole in Our Gospel, it's amazing. He says we're social revolutionaries, and the church should be social revolutionaries. We're in a war. We're fighting, we don't have guns. We're not using carnal things. We're on our knees. We're in, in the soup kitchen, serving soup. We're, we're helping the poor as they come in and out, and we pray for them. They don't, if you don't want to get prayed for, we don't pray for you, but we offer prayer for anybody. You won't believe the stories that come in and out of here. And so all of it, I mean, everything we do. Can you imagine the world without the church? The church is social revolutionaries. We are fighting a war. When you come here and you go home and you're kind to your neighbor, you are part of that Social revolution, you're being Christ, which he, that's what he said, just be me. Be as I am. And you never know who you're ministering to. Galatians 6, 9 says, we should not lose heart in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. So then, as we have time, let us work good toward all, especially towards those of the household of faith. That's you guys. You know, you're all welcome to come at any time you need. It, doesn't, it just means you're in need. You know, I have people who come who just have a month that's bad for them, you know, and then some who five days without food. So you come. Don't not come because this is for you also. And I also need volunteers. <laughs> we need more volunteers in the food pantry. We have, they drift in and out. We don't have some that come all the time. We need a few like that who could come every Thursday. So please see me. You know, if you think you'd like to help with this. It's an amazing blessing. It really and truly is. We're, the, the food pantry is open from 9 until noon on Thursdays. And the soup kitchen is from 11 until 1. Come and check it out. Get a bowl of soup. They have a blast in with, with what they're doing. And get, you know, get to know what's going on here. Come and check out the food pantry. See what's going on. Mother Teresa says that this generation of young people gives like no other generation has, and she's been doing that for a long time. She, she tells the story of a, a young couple who took all the money they'd save for their wedding and their honeymoon, and they gave it to, the poor, to her to give to the poor in India because they, wanted, they just wanted to express the love they had. They wanted to express it out rather than you know just cover themselves with it you know and feel good. What an amazing thing, huh? expressed their love of Jesus, and they gave to him in his distressing disguise of the poor. The Feinstein Fund um, million-dollar drive is coming up starting March and April. We again, the more we, like the 25,000 we gathered last year, we gave them the figures and they sent us a portion of the million dollars. So every, whatever you send in, you get a portion of it back. The more you send in, the more you get back. And um, we're beginning that. March 4th is the first Sunday that we will have in March. So I have a project for you all. What I'd like you to do is get a bag or a box and put it by your kitchen or the door going out to to the car. (laughs) And every day, if you can, every week, if you can, put something in the box. Uh, You know, sometimes if you don't have anything, put something in the box and see what God will do. And then on March 4th, I'd like to fill this area up. Just fill it up and, and kick off our Feinstein food drive with a Big Bang. What do you think? That sound good? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun, and I, I just think it'll give, you, you'll you feel like it, you're doing it. This is part of what you're doing. And now, Eric told me I should read this to you. He wouldn't even let me look at it to see what it was, so now I'm in for a surprise. Proverbs nineteen seventeen says, oh, Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. You won't, you won't be sorry. You won't. Now I have a video I'd like you to watch, and um, at the end, we will have a time for prayer for anything. If you want prayer to get a heart for the poor, if you just need prayer for anything, we've got a team of people coming up, and we'll pray for you. So watch this. Thank you.